Hey guys, it's me, Dr. Katz, again, coming at you with another podcast. This one's called, Hiya, PTSD, How You Doing? You know, a wise saying by Michelle Rosenthal goes something like this. Trauma creates change you don't choose, but healing is about creating change you do choose. You know, truer words have never been spoken. I love this quote. Because it acknowledges the things you potentially can't change while redirecting you towards the things that you can. So let's talk about trauma. What the heck is trauma anyway? Trauma is defined as an emotional response to a terrible event. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are the most typical responses. Longer term responses are more unpredictable and include mood ability, flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like GI distress, headache, nausea, and aches and pains. This sounds pretty straightforward, but it's actually much more subjective than you might think. So, I mean, what is a terrible event? I'm sure that we all have some standard ideas like natural disasters, rape, or war, but I'm willing to bet that there are hundreds more depending on the individual and the situation. It's not as black and white as it seems. Something that was pretty terrible for you may seem like no big deal for someone else. To a large extent, it's a matter of perception. It is no one's right to judge another on their responses to trauma because it is impossible to be truly in their shoes. So what is post-traumatic stress disorder? Well, this is a mental health condition that is triggered by a terrifying event that is either experienced or witnessed. Symptoms include everything from nightmares, severe anxiety, flashbacks, and uncontrollable ruminating thoughts about the event. It is normal to have temporary responses to trauma, but in individuals with PTSD, these responses don't improve, often last for months or years, and disrupt daily functioning. I might as well tell you that I'm having some PTSD after finishing chemo. Cancer, despite my positive attitude, still had its way with me mentally somewhat. It was in fact traumatic on multiple levels. Just like I discussed before, I knew this was one of the risks after completing cancer treatment. Not because anyone told me, but because it seemed logical. I mean, look at what my mind and body have gone through. Chemo and the cancer itself blessed me with aches, pains, nausea, fevers, severe fatigue, neuropathy, etc. And then when it was all over, my liver and kidneys took a hit and took a while to recover. And then my thyroid died and it almost sent me into a coma. All when I was supposed to be done with all that. Now, mind you, I went through all of that while being off Prozac. So there was no mental health or anti-anxiety buffers available. So it was full-on, unrestrained feels and fear all day long. I got through it. I mean, I'm getting through it, but it's left some scars. Every twinge or pinch sends my brain racing with death-defying possibilities if I allow it. Because twinges or pinches meant something was terribly wrong before, right? So why wouldn't it mean that now? Oh yeah, that's right. I just had scans that were cleared not even a couple months ago. I'm okay. I saw it on film myself. Still, those rational thoughts aren't the first ones that come to my mind when those symptoms come up. Last night, I was having a basic fibro flare brought on by stress like I've had a million times before, even before cancer. But this time, you would have thought that I was dying. I started panicking. I decided that I wasn't going to the party that I was planning on attending. I put myself to bed. I started ruminating on all the terrible possibilities until my amazing daughter pointed out that the symptoms were the same as always. And she gently reminded me about the stressful day we just had. Listening to her broke through my fear bubble just enough so that I was able to get myself together and actually go to the party with my husband. We had a great time, by the way. Thank goodness for her understanding 
and her voice of reason when I was being somewhat irrational. But see, that's what post-traumatic stress is. It's irrational. Sometimes you cannot see your way out of it without some help. So as the quote above states, the kind of trauma that causes PTSD causes change that you don't choose. I didn't choose to get cancer and have organs shut down and be sick for months and months. That was a trauma and it's still affecting me. But I can choose to continue to heal and get help for my symptoms rather than settling into them and just accepting them as if this is how the rest of my life is going to be, regardless of my say-so. I do have a choice. I am getting therapy. I am learning or trying to learn new coping mechanisms. I am listening to my family. I am realizing that I do not have to turn in my Wonder Woman status just because I'm dealing with this. I am embracing the fact that this is a battle that I do not have to fight all by myself, and that is okay. And speaking of not battling alone, I wanted to leave you with some screening guidelines for PTSD. This is from Help Guide. So it goes like this. Do you think you could have PTSD? Here's some screening questions. If you answer yes to three or more of these, you may also have PTSD and should seek help and therapy from a qualified professional. So here's the questions, okay? Number one, have you witnessed or experienced a traumatic life-threatening event? Number two, did this experience make you feel intensely afraid, horrified, or helpless? Number three, do you have trouble getting the event out of your mind? Number four, do you startle more easily and feel more irritable or angry than you did before the event? Number five, do you go out of your way to avoid activities, people, or thoughts that remind you of the event? Number six, do you have more trouble falling asleep or concentrating than you did before the event? Number seven, have your symptoms lasted for longer than a month? Number eight, is your distress making it hard for you to work or function normally? If you answered yes to three or more of these questions, you can get help. Cognitive behavioral therapy can be very helpful. When you look for a therapist, make sure you look for someone that specializes in trauma and PTSD. There are also a multitude of PTSD support groups in Michigan, which is where I live. And here's some contact information. Number one, PTSD support group. It meets in Allen Park, Michigan, hosted by Juanita Hinton. The phone number is 734-530-4371. Number two, the Trauma Recovery Empowerment Group. This meets in Warren, Michigan, hosted by Tracy Denise McCall. The number is 313-635-0188. Number three, Women, Trauma, and Addiction meets in Novi, Michigan, hosted by Dr. Tricia Stock. The phone number is four, sorry, 248-721-4534. And number four, ACT for Anxiety and Trauma. Meets in Ann Arbor, Michigan, hosted by Dr. Amy Paggiot. The number is 734-345-1356. These are just a couple of resources. My point is that if you think you're suffering from PTSD, don't go through it alone. There is help out there. You may not have chosen the trauma that was inflicted on you, but you can choose not to be its perpetual prisoner. Think about it.